Well, hello, hello. It's us again. Hi. It is Pamela and Chelsea. So we're going to keep you guys on your toes. Yep. Changing it up. We're changing it up. Um, well, first off, thank you so much for listening to our second episode. Oh, right. Thanks. <laughs> Hopefully that means you like our first. I just figured we were already friends and I could take it for like for granted that you're going to listen. Right. Because we all just hang out for like an hour or so. Right. Um, so thanks for that. But we actually, <laughs> instead of crime time, crime time. <laughs> we switched it up, as you can mm-hmm. tell. Um, and now this is the Fatal Females podcast with Pamela and Chelsea. This is it. This is official now, of course. There's a picture. It's on the picture. It's the title. It's on the title. It's, this is it. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Honestly, I mean, that's fair. Good luck. <laughs> it's us. So I mean, we could easily us. in like a few months get tired of that. Yeah. Who knows who you're listening to? Yeah. I mean, we don't know. I, I don't know. You don't know. They don't know. Nobody knows. Which was, is good. That was good. That was deep. Well, I tried. I don't know. I'm you trying to. covered everybody there. I guess. Um, also, we're going to try this week and possibly, well, definitely next week as well. We're going to try in like alternate weeks. So this week I'm gonna do a lady. I'm gonna and be wowed. Basically, yeah, I'm with like you shock guys. and awe situation. So hopefully I will bring in the reactions of the people, the the masses, the masses, <laughs> America and beyond. I'm on your side. We're here. We're doing it. Um, very excited and. Um, I mean, I like I like want to dive in, but I also kind of want to like talk to you because it's you and it's me. And well, let's shoot the shit. Um, what we got going on this week? What did I want? Oh, so you watched that movie that we wanted to watch together? It comes at night. Oh, did you yes, watch it? I okay, did. let's preface very quickly by saying Chelsea has been waiting to, for me to come over to her place mm-hmm. so we could rent this movie mm-hmm. on Verizon FiOS. I mean, I don't know if we need to throw them under the bus I'm, and get I'm your shit it. together, Verizon Fios. <laughs> I mean, so we tried to rent it, couldn't rent it, tried to buy it, couldn't buy it. And then we... Oh, I called. <laughs> and I don't call and anyone. Chelsea? I haven't even called my old apartment's electric company to shut... Th- I'm still paying for an apartment I'm not in because I don't want to talk to people. Chelsea Davis does not do phone calls. Mm, unless it's a 911 Probably not even then. Emergency. I'd probably just, like, call my dad. Well, y- you called someone and I was very shocked. So... Basically, there was a problem, but you could actually, like, rent something else. What did you buy? Like, Riverdale I bought the or something? F- I bought. <laughs> Let's get this clear. I purchased the first ep- pilot episode of Riverdale. Okay. Which I have yet to watch because... It's, yeah. But, it's sure. Darn We're Archie. definitely on the, uh, the same page as that one. Um, and then the other night, the other week or something, I get a text saying, so <laughs> I, like, wanted to... Just you know, test it. Just test it. And it worked. So I'm going to watch this now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so how was it? Was it everything you wanted and more? Uh, it was really good. It was like The Witch in the terms of <gasps> atmospheric tension. Ooh. And unlike The Witch, it never really gives you a resolution, which I kind of liked. So you, okay. like, there's no big monster reveal. You don't know why the woods were so scary. You don't know what comes at night. So spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> there are no spoilers. Nothing happens in the movie. So just FYI, tension. spoiler alert. Just, uh, that's, that's It happening. was good. Like, you feel a little, like, bleh after you watch it because, again, nothing happens. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a good hour and a half romp. 
love it. I can't wait. I'll mean, hopefully woods, I'll watch it eventually. I mean, it's worth it for that. That's great. I love a it. A lot of just like still shots peering into a wood that looks and, like, like it's looking back And like you think something's going to come back. And like oh, the dog's shit. barking at just this <gasps> blank expanse of trees, but you don't see what it's barking at. I don't at. like that. That's so terrifying. And it runs off and you hear it be like, Whoa! And then, like, a day later, it shows up all mangled in their house, but no one knows how or where or why it got there. Because it's never... Fuck see, I that love noise. Because I hate, I hate, like... I don't know. I'm always more disappointed when, like, the ghost is revealed or the demon is revealed. And it's, it's like, some weird, like... Shitty yeah. CGI or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all, it's more terrifying when you can't see the ghost or the whatever evil thing is tormenting these people i think so too i think that's a fair statement mm-hmm. we are also this evening drinking a wine called twilight rose i think this is the same wine we were drinking the last okay time. so here's we the thing we already did pr for the like also who clinton vineyards uh we're drinking your rose so anytime it's delicious even though it's still too like two weeks old maybe well, they, i bet it's even better mm, it's too, delicious it's, it's aged in it's my fridge aged, it's oxidized oh. oh it's beautiful it's amazing uh, it's yeah, perfect maybe you know you could send a few cases and we'll feature it every week oh, great. absolutely Thanks, clinton vineyards hopefully every week or every episode rather will be having a different you know cup of wine Great. Class, let's, let's be throw real. This into the I mean, I think so. <laughs> Why and not? if you like wanna like maybe recommend a wine you we want you nice. want us to try, or if you wanna <clears throat> like send us some Please. wine that I'm you want to try. Buying like well, you can like buy followers. This is our buying <laughs> this is social media Instagram. followers. I mean, yeah. So we well. can just start getting shit sent to us. <laughs> Just like, hey and guys. Today I'm wearing a Forever 21 <laughs> mm. immaculate, beautiful, mm. for all occasions sweater. Delicious. Just that out there too. I love it. All right. Should we um, just anything else frivolous we'd like to cover before we uh, go into this? Well, I really kind of want to mention The Handmaid's Tale because, oh. like, I just, speaking of things with no resolution, Fine. so I'm half, okay, this is going to be really fast. I've never read, Chelsea and I wanted to read this book months ago together. Yeah, for when book everyone club. was doing Exactly. It. She has ice in her wine, by the way. That's, oh, that's that noise. The <laughs> I forgot. It's not like our like our butler's coming. I do Ching. tend to forget sometimes that we're actually being recorded. And oh, great. I'm not just chilling out. That's fair. Um, as I pick my ear. So we well, no one can see that, but oh. now they know. So mm. you just ruined that for yourself. Um, so a few months ago, we were like, "Oh my God, let's read The Handmaid's Tale because we need a new TV show to watch together." Um, we didn't end up That's reading that show. at all. Um, TV shows. What's, there's, I, I don't know why you're laughing at Sorry, that. That's just funny. I think it's really nice and we do. really adorable and, okay. Anyway, so, we need a new TV show to watch we together. We need a new TV show to watch together. So, we decided to read Handmaid's Tale. Didn't have it. Did Is not. it Handmaiden's Tale or just Handmaid? Handmaid. Hand- I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm We're right not here. drinking wine Handmaid's anymore. Tale. Great. Right? Handmaid's. <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. Okay, we've messed it up for a fucking everybody. You know what we're talking about. H.M. Tale. <laughs> so, we didn't read it a few months back, and then all of a sudden Chelsea's like, oh my god, I just started it, and I said, yes, it's free on Kindle, so I'm gonna read it too. So good. This fucking bitch reads it in like three days. Sorry, it was great. Definitely, I'm still time. like halfway through, which I love very much, but like, I don't fucking know what the fuck's going on. I, Women. And apparently it doesn't get better. Just, or it gets just worse, gets rather, worse because us. you get so angry at the end. You were like, those last five pages. 
I well, no, I won't read. I just quit. I like it's so like the you literally. Prologue. I just I'm not gonna. I'm just fucking not reading the prologue. Oh, so you straight up just did not technically finish that book. Yeah, no, I was so angry. Fuck that. Eat a dick. I don't even, I'm so. I'm so. I don't even, like. I don't really want to talk about it because oh you're killing my buzz. No, no, no. It's fine. Okay, we're gonna move on. Um, hopefully the next time um we're all here together, I will have finished it and we can definitely talk about it so we can kill Chelsea's buzz in Honestly, real time. Let's just do a whole. Can we just do a whole vent ep- like vent episode? Let's vent. We I read like the it. Handmade, we talk about the book. We'll just we're gonna have like we're random book club moment. Random in the middle of murder and chaos. But we'll uh, give you guys a heads up on the pre on the on the um episode yeah, so prior. Like the Blood and Gorgon so like yeah, so you guys can like be like, oh I read Ooh, the handmade tale. Pilot too. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that would be oh, fun. you guys are just like in our brainstorm. All Thanks right. for <laughs> working through this. Yeah, you guys are really patient and I like really all of your suggestions. It. It's really great. So I this week I'm going to uh speak about somebody that I was kind of very interested in only because recently um, the notorious and infamous Charles Manson Jerk. passed away. Dead. Good. Finally. Good riddance. I think he was, what, 82 he or 86? He lived. On. Like, he not... lived. Well, he didn't, like, wasn't he just married in prison, right? To, like, an actual, oh to, God. like, a hottie, though. Like, Whatever. she was actually very pretty. Whatever. Well, which coincides to what I'm about to talk about. So... Amongst a lot of people just really talk about Charles Manson and what he did and all his stuff. And since, of course, our podcast is highlighting female criminals and murderers, fatal females, fatal, you've already forgotten. Correct, yes. The titles changed. Remember, the titles changed. It's Fatal Females (laughs) podcast. Got it. Um, (laughs) So I thought it would be kind of interesting to do um, a member of the quote unquote Manson family. And the lady that I chose this evening um, is Susan Atkins, a.k.a. Sexy Sadie. Oh. So. Sounds like a song. The thing is, is that, like, again, this whole family, they were, like, super close. They were, I believe, to be honest with you, I'm not sure how many. I think maybe I mentioned it later how many there were. But the thing is, is that they acted together, so no one, and then of course later on they all blame each other for what happened. Nice. Um, so it was hard to pick one person because mm-hmm. like they, they were, were definitely so all, yeah, they were yeah. totally interconnected. So I picked one primarily because she, to my knowledge, she was definitely the one who um, killed Sharon Tate. Mm-hmm. And her eight and a half Roughly month old ago. baby. Oh, that's devastating. Um, and she's also, I believe, again, I could be wrong. Maybe I should do my research better. Um, she's the only one who got denied parole. So she was oh, the one who actually shit. died in prison. They and were the like, other ones. Nah, you don't got. get to be back in society. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So of course, I'll give a little. Um, I'll do, like, some side notes about, like, Charles Manson himself mm-hmm. and stuff just to get a bit better um, picture of the situation. But I'm definitely going to be talking mostly about Susan Atkins, like I said, because, you know, to be honest with you, I think he got enough fucking credit in his say, life. Like, like we're, had enough attention. The spotlight's over. You're done. We're fucking talking about someone else besides you. Away. So, Susan Atkins, a.k.a. Sexy Sadie, was... Sexy I know, right? Sadie. Well, very fun because that's actually... You're going to... 
you're not actually oh. singing the correct song, but oh, no, a song was, is going to come back. Yeah, yeah, I would be shocked if I would. So she was born Susan Denise Atkins on May 7th, 1948 in San Gabriel, California to Jeanette and Edward John Atkins. What did you do, Jeanette and John? She lived a middle-class life in San Jose, California, and was described by others as a, quote, quiet, self-conscious girl who belonged in her school's glee club and the local church choir. It's always the quiet ones. It's always the quiet quiet ones. She was the second of three children. And um, Mm. unfortunately, in 1963, her mother died of cancer. But two weeks before she passed, little Susan was said to gather a group of choir members to sing Christmas carols underneath her mother's hospital window. um, Which is, like, the sweetest thing ever. That's amazing. I just picture... Like a home alone situation. Oh, for sure. You know, like in the mm-hmm. church, that like straight up choir, but we're going to take that choir, put them outside in the snow underneath the hospital. I see window. a lot of like tweed coats with like fur lining or like I fur like hoods. Little rosy And they cheeks. all have like the little candles. Little candles, yeah. little mittens. Mm-hmm. Maybe some like, Maybe like you know, the, those the, like the, the hymn little, books. the hymns. Hymns. <laughs> we're not. Anyway, yeah, we're anyway, going to the church. Anyway, we're going to continue on. Um, so. As much as this picturesque uh, story is unraveling, according to Susan, her parents were severe alcoholics. Oh, okay. So, so a little behind the curtain. We're going to throw that into the mix. Uh, during the next three years, her family life was dramatically disrupted, and her, of course, uh, father and two other brothers uh, began to split apart. Her father, Edward John Atkins, moved her and her younger brother, Stephen, to Los Banos, California. Ooh, Los Banos. Los Banos. Um, and he found work at a construction site uh, building this uh, San, uh, San, San Lu. I'm like, it's like I'm talking in French. Like yeah, we're I back in the Papin sister situation. I'm just going to say it. The San Louis Dam. Good. Yeah, that I sounds think that's real. That's pretty straightforward. Great. The San Louis Dam. Um, and while he was doing that, he just left the children to fend for themselves. So I mean, he's supporting see you later. kids, single dad. He's got to. I guess. So she was an average student, and she attended uh, Lee High School in San Jose. But when she enrolled in Los Banos High School, mm. her grades began to deteriorate. Um, and this is when she just started couch surfing between relatives. Oh, so so she well, ditched her. Wow. Yeah. So, so she was, was like, "Oh, he's out. I'm out. Peace." Well, I bet, especially if he had, she had, like, an older brother, I can't imagine. You said, like, the brothers were splitting, so, like, why even stick around with Yeah, him? and she, I think, was so with depressing. her. I know, it's sad. It's really shitty. So, in 1967, at the age of 18, while she was living in a commune in Haight-Ashbury, San Francisco, making a living as a topless dancer. Oh, okay. There was an attractive... Wow, like quintessential daddy issues. This is amazing. Mom dies. Holy Both parents shit. are alcoholics. The family splits up. The dad's MIA. Can't MIA. Can't any attention from him. What's going on? What do I do? Strip. I'm supposed to... I'm going to strip. Way to fulfill the stereotype, Susan. I'm going to take my top off. That's what I'm going to do. So while she was in this commune, there was an attractive guitar player strumming away by the name of Charles Manson. Ooh. Several weeks later, the commune was raided by the police, which, of course, left Susan homeless. And Manson was so taken with Susan that he asked if she would like to join his group, 
which uh, they were coincidentally planning a drug-filled, free-loving summer road trip in a blacked-out school bus to Los Angeles. I mean, not gonna lie. Doesn't sound like doesn't the worst sound idea. Bad. What if, I mean, she's homeless. She doesn't have a family to speak of. She has no way to, like, make ends meet except taking your tits out. And now you got this, like... Kind of attractive man. Cute guy. Who's, like, being, like, strumming the guitar. Let's just acid trip across the country and play music. Or just to... LA, but that makes sense too. What, I, can I, right, just I got, I'm sorry, the you're right. Romance in my brain right I now. I want Grand Canyon at sunset. I wow. want red stone cliffs. Oh. Like, this is what I want in my head for her. She has, I just want, I really want, I just want, I want this to be a good time of her life. Okay. So that's not going to happen at Shit. all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to digress a little bit, rewind. Oh, okay. Um, so in the blacked out school bus of hers, which already is sketchy, Manson, yes, um, she officially joined the Manson quote unquote family and became the fourth member of his troop. She was named Sadie Mae Glutz. What? Yep. <laughs> By a friend of Manson's who was creating uh, fake IDs for the entire group. I'm like. Sadie's great. Sadie. Fits real good with my profession. Uh, right. Klutz? Okay. So just, so hold please. Pause for thought. Because later she, uh, she was nicknamed Sexy Sadie after mm. the Beatles song from the same album that evoked the Helter Skelter debacle, um, a.k.a. like Manson's apocalyptic race war. It's just the... We should, I mean, we record in an apartment, so sometimes water goes oh, off on other. okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was like, is like you've never been there? here before. I no, it's just like another... a TV on or something. No, We're no, no, Okay, no. moving on. So, so yes. So she was named, coincidentally, Sexy Sadie from the same um, album that uh, evoked Manson's idea of this apocalyptic race war, a.k.a. Helter Skelter. That's actually amazing. Isn't that pretty neat? Mm-hmm. So, during all the drugs and free loving, I'm just going to keep saying free loving. I like free loving. Not free loving. In fact, free loving. I think the name of this episode should be free loving. Free loving. Um, Catchphrase. Susan um, believed that Manson was Jesus himself. Wow. That's quite a leap. So, <laughs> I want to... Okay. I What I should have prefaced before mm. I said that sentence. Yeah, I'm going to sip the wine. Was, <laughs> I'm wine sip on the one. wine while I speak just a bit more about this. Um, I watched um, an interview with Susan Atkins in the, uh, I think, 1976 it was. This was, I believe, five years after she was imprisoned for mm-hmm. the shenanigans that's about to happen. And she told the interviewer that she had tripped on LSD, a.k.a. acid, a.k.a. whatever you millennials call it nowadays, um, over 300 times. Oh, my gosh. So immediately, as a uh, young woman in New York City, definitely not going to age myself right now. We're young Young lady, young women, (laughs) young women. Um, Prime. Immediately, I think that oh, you just now don't have a brain anymore. Well, I mean, I just, I, I mean, it's such a hallucinogenic. I get, I, I literally have never been on LSD. I'm terrified of like acid trips, uh, but I feel like there might be like a real blending of reality with fantasy. I just could not. So, so basically, so while. Ugh. Okay, again, I don't want to give 
Charles Manson so much light because we know so fucking much about him. But what I do want to say is that he, when he got his family together, mm-hmm. not only were they tripping balls on like LSD and acid, they were they were shooting drugs, they were snorting drugs, oh, they yeah, were smoking yeah. weed, they were basically doing anything, meth, speed, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they were just fucked up all the time. But all that's the time. also probably, that helped the brainwashing too, I'm sure. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And apparently when he would give tablets of LSD, he would do it as like communion. Nice. And then he would also like reenact Jesus's like crucifixion. Weird. But the funny thing that I found out which is not funny at all, but interesting in the fact that he would, quote-unquote, like, trip himself. Okay. But he would never give himself the same dose as he would his followers, so he'd always be in control. control. Yes! I mean, that's fucking nuts. Like... Well played. So, it was nuts. Needless to say, everyone's fucking each other. Everyone's. Free loving. Everyone's free loving. Like, like fucking fucked and all the ways and meanings. Fuck it's it's nuts. People were doing it like really fucking crazy. So hence why she thought he, you know, Manson was Jesus himself. He's clearly portraying himself as Jesus. Yeah, I'm like this. He's got that long flowing hair. Damn, I bet I'm like a nice, heavy, like, you're just out of your brain, whacked out, and then you see Manson. I, I, God, is there any accounts where he, like, wore, like, a white robe? Probably. Ah, punch him in the face. Probably. Kick him in the balls. So, as the Manson family began to grow in numbers, they finally settled in Spawn Ranch in the San Fernando Valley in Southern California. The ranch. So, the very cool fact about Spawn Ranch is that it used to be an old movie set. So oh. all the westerns in the 50s and 60s were shot in Spawn Ranch. So it, wasn't it like a little town? It, so mm-hmm. the, the saloon, you know, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the main street of a western where it's like there's oh a street and there's two, you know, there's two sides where there's like the saloon and the um, bank. So mad. <laughs> I don't know Can what we rent out the ranch? Like is that? Can we Apparently it's still there, but it's like totally not. It's like there's like not a, unfair. there's no buildings anymore. So... They made their way to Spawn Ranch, and because clearly none of them had money or jobs, the owner of Spawn Ranch, um, if I'm not mistaken, I remember reading that he was blind. Whoa. <laughs> so. Well, that makes a lot of sense. In exchange, they he wasn't paying them, but in exchange for helping them with the horse rentals and all mm-hmm. that stuff, they would get um, free room and board. Oh, okay. Um, so like a labor, you work and you can live for correct, free. Correct, correct. Okay, yeah. So that's where the Manson family found themselves. Um, so I already said she dropped acid 300 times. Um, and I already talked about, oh, we're just freezing through this. Um, on October 7th, 1968, Susan gave birth to a son by Bruce White, a oh. fellow Manson family member. Um, and this <laughs> man, I only want to mention this man's nickname because of what please, it is. Please do. Zezozies? No. Zadfra- <laughs> I'm already over it. I don't need to hear this. Zezozozi. That's it. Zezozozi. Nope. Zezozozi Zadfrak Glutz. That's a nickname? You know, casual. I'm sorry, what was his actual name? Uh, Bruce White. Way less complicated, <laughs> Bruce. I think, listen, I understand what we're all doing here. 
Zizazuzi Zark whatever is mm-hmm. not gonna it's not close. gonna close almost so close we're gonna say it one more time because it's so much For fun Zezozozi Zadfrak Glutz moving on in the summer of 69, I had to write that down in my, in the summer of 69. I'm Anybody? So I'm, sorry. I'm still on this fucking oh. name. I'm sorry. I have a... Zezozozi. Wait. <laughs> I'm going to have a bit of a grudge on that name for a substantial part of this cast. Bruce White, Bruce. a.k.a. Zezozozi. <laughs> can we call you Zazu, Bruce? Like, can we just... Swoop? No, no, no. It's Zezozozi. I'm over it. Nickname. I can't even say Tiny. it. Tiny. <laughs> Easy. What about just ZZ? Why? Why? Why any Z? Your name's Bruce. He's got four Z's and oh, five Z's in his entire name. His name is Z and vowels. <laughs> That's all his name is. I'm upset. Oh, I'm so upset with him. I, I don't even know why. I'm just oh, angry now. God. So Fuck in the guy. summer of '69, um, the Manson family started to gain unwanted attention of uh, the neighboring police stations. What you doing, Manson family? Who suspected the troop of auto theft and a large amount of runaways that were underaged. Whoops. <laughs> So, since they weren't gaining any capital in exchange for their labor, the family was always in need of money, clearly. So, Manson encouraged his uh, female uh, women to deal <laughs> drugs. His female women. Female, female women. Female women. I guess, yeah, you could make that distinction these days. So, quickly... So I was up, I was, what, wait, what did you just say? I was distracted by female women. Female women. So he would make his, his lady followers deal drugs. Oh. Right. Well, yeah, we're so, not a, like as, yeah, no one suspects us. Right. So uh, lots of, so Manson, of course, was incredibly paranoid, all this drug use. He doesn't have any money. He also wants to be this like. Charles Manson had, like, an incredibly fucked up childhood. Clearly, I'm not excusing that for shit. But he, so, basically, the time when all of this started happening, the Beatles were, like, it. So, Mm -hmm. he wanted to just be the Beatles. He wanted to have fame, fortune, women, all that shit. You can't be Jesus and the Beatles. You have to pick (laughs) one. No one gets it all. You can't. Pick pick one. One or the other. Jesus can't rock a bowl cut. Mm -mm. I mean... No, you're right. The Beatles you, can't be in robes. Like that's fair. You can't eat a Beatles flesh and then be in like I don't know what the spiritual terms are. Heavenly favored. Okay, moving on on that one. Um, He's so selfish. super selfish. So what he he wanted to come to L.A. to basically be a rock star, like a Neil Simon kind of type. So he was very much into becoming famous. That was his kind of goal. To just be a fucking rock there, star. And is there anything of like Manson singing or work out there? Yes. What? Yeah. And to not be a huge bitch, it's not terrible. It's just him strumming a guitar, singing a song that he wrote, which later, which sparks this, which sparks what happens. Um, he uh, really st- quick story. He and. The drummer of the Beach Boys, mm-hmm. I think it's Dennis something, maybe Dennis White. No, I think that's wrong. I can Google it. You can Google it. He basically comes in contact with him. Him and the Manson family mm-hmm. decide to crash at the be- at this um, Beach Boys home for months. Fun. For months. 
Um, and he basically just like Dennis Wilson. Thank you, Dennis Wilson. Okay, Dennis White, Dennis Wilson. I will give myself credit. That wasn't well too far. Bruce. So he from meeting Dennis, he wants to then infiltrate his friends and his record producers and oh, all that of stuff. So and then of course everybody meets the um Manson family and Manson of course meets the rest of the Beach Boys. And the Beach Boys actually steal a song no. of Charles Manson and puts it on their album. Is this and what he, Manson is saying? Or no, this is this, this is, is legit. This is legit. <gasps> yeah. And they don't credit him. And of course, that sparks his anger even so more. So it's your fault, Beach Boys. It's not. It's not. It's 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 one of the many so like, shit storms that happens that like really sparks off this huge fucking just like terrible shit that goes down. I'm just really upset we didn't have Manson's songs, like, softly playing in the background this entire time. I mean, that would be so fucking creepy. What's wrong with you? (sighs) So... It's like, do I want to mention this? Do I not want to mention this? I know, it's just so... You have a thesis report. I do, I have a thesis report. Alright, so I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna fucking read it. So... They were saying they were getting a ton of attention from the police because of drugs and runaways. And um, because Manson needed so much money, one of his friends or acquaintances or whatever you want to say, apparently a man named Gary Hinman had inherited a shit ton of money. So Manson was like, hey, you're my friend, so give me money. That's unfortunately not how life works. No, never. I wish it did because we've been doing this whole friendship thing. Way wrong. wrong. Just wrong. Super wrong. Um, so on July 25th of 69, Manson sent, um, Susan, uh, a fellow family member named Bobby Boussolet and another female called, uh, named Mary Brunner Mm -hmm. to Gary Hinman's home, this man who inherited all this money. Uh, all three were members of the Manson family. Pamela, I just fucking said that. <laughs> when the trio arrived, Hinman denied his inheritance, and Bobby Boussolet decided to beat him close to death. Oh. Um, you know, casual. Right. Um, this still didn't change Hinman's mind in nice. giving Manson money. So um, Manson then showed up in person and su- swung a sword at his head. That's right, a sword. We slicing. Have we have swords. I want to. I, I feel like it's. Like, I want it to be like a katana, like fucking Michonne. Oh, yeah. Let's picture this. Um, just saying that noise too. Um, so he sliced his face and nearly cut off his ear. Uh, Susan and Mary were ordered to stay back and tend to Gary Hinman's wounds. Two days later, still denying that he has any money, Boussolet and Manson um, got him to sign over the registrations to his cars. And then Manson ordered Boussolet to kill him, stabbing oh. him twice. Yes. Um, side mean, note. What? It was nice when he cut his face that he had his women, like, tend to him. Was it? I was. That, I, that I touched your heart? You, but I'm giving and I, I help you. Is Give he German? Listen, I don't. I, I, I used mean, to like all the worst. Worst. Wow. <laughs> wow. It was a joke. It was a joke. That was a joke. Um, so, side note, when Susan pleaded guilty to murder at the uh, infamous 150 Cielo Drive, mm-hmm. uh, the Tate House, she claimed that she didn't know that the Hinman crime would take place. However, in her 1977 book, 
she wrote that she knew exactly what was going to take place. Oh. That they were going to take his money and kill him. Oh. Yeah. I mean. You'll see that she does a lot of back and forth. And I mean, I get it. I feel it. She's trying to get out. But then she's also on drugs. Does she really know what's going on half no. the time? Probably not. I don't think she actually knows what's going on. Nobody really knows what's going on. <clears throat> um, so on August 9th, 1969, they still don't have no money. Uh, Manson summoned Susan, Linda Kasabian, and Patricia Krenwinkel. Um, who was the earliest Manson family member, Patricia Krenwinkel, mm-hmm. in front of Spawn's ranch and ordered them to go with Tex, who was another family member, okay. to and to do what they were to do what they were told. So Tex was the boss. Whatever Tex oh, says do it. goes. Um. Uh, so during the trial, again, Susan had a little bit of a back and forth situation. She told the court that while they were all in the car, Tex told them they were going to a home to get money from the people who lived there and they were going to kill them. So again, she knew what was going on, but did she? We don't know. We don't know. So the group arrived at 150 Cielo Drive. It's not 150. It's literally 10050 Cielo Drive. Oh. So it's not like a thousand fifty. No. So it's like a weird. So I'm just gonna say one hundred fifty, not a hundred and fifty. Sure. That just sounds terrible. Doesn't sound like an address. So I would like to preface before we get into the terrible and disastrous Tate murders. It's a bad day. It's a terrible day. Um, Manson and all of his family members do not have any relationship with Sharon Tate and the other people that are in this house. They do not even know that they're there. Oh. It's, so while Manson was trying to get on the up and up of becoming a rock star, Mm -hmm. he meets this um, gentleman named, oh, this is where this fucking name comes in order. God damn. Melch? Helch? Something like that. Where is his name? I take like the most intense notes, yeah, and then I can't start, find. You start doing bullet points. I just can't. I did. I kind of did, and bullet then it points just... and discuss. Oh God! Hold on. Wait, who are you talking about? The man who owned a hundred fifty Cielo Drive. Metch Hetch. Just you know, just insert little elevator music here while we figure it up. Is it super pivotal to the... It's not, but it... So, basically, he's a huge record producer who basically could have given Manson any kind of dream music career that he wanted. Mm -hmm. He made... He gave him a verbal contract saying, yes, absolutely, I'm going to sign you. A few days later, goes back and reneges the contract, and Manson, that's the last straw for Manson. So he completely is like, you break a contract. Oh, yeah, you're dead. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. So he only knew this house because this the house was previously owned or rented by this guy. Okay. So this house represents to him everything he doesn't have. He doesn't have. Exactly. Hollywood fame. Exactly. Money, all that stuff. So that's the only reason why this house comes into play. And, of course, this house was being rented by Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate. 
which is fucking terrible. Um, so I'm just gonna jump right on in here. We all know where this is heading. So they arrive at the house. Tex climbs the telephone pole near the entrance and snips the phone line. Um, smart. Yeah. Oh, that was your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Melcher. Got it. Well Melcher. Done. His name is Melcher. Do, 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 do. Um, and before they all get into the car and go to the CLO Drive house, um, Manson wakes Susan Atkins up, not only tells her to do whatever Tex tells her to do, mm-hmm. but says, write something on the wall, make it something witchy. Oh, sure. So she really has, like, free reign to do cool. whatever the fuck she Just wants. make it witchy. Just make it witchy. So they backed the car down to the bottom of the hill of the estate, parked, then walked back up towards the house. They thought the gate would be electric, so they found a bushy area, climbed up it, and then dropped onto the property. As they approached the house, the group saw headlights, and... Uh, they dropped to the ground. Oh, so sorry. So Krenwinkle... Patricia Kren Rink, Wrinkle, really sure. the worst names for these people. For <laughs> worst names, is like the watcher. Okay. So she's the guardian. She's watching out for people. Mm-hmm. She sees headlights. <gasps> woo woo. And just to be clear, Manson is at Spawn Ranch. Well, he has he told do any people, of this. Correct. He's told people he's to smart. do this. Well, he thinks he's smart. Well, sure. So as they approach the house, the group sees headlights. And they dropped to the ground. Oh, my God, I just read that. <laughs> it was a young man, 18 years old, by the name of Stephen Parent, who was literally just visiting the property's caretaker. Okay. Wrong place, wrong time. Such a wrong time. Uh, Tex pulls him over and shoots him four times in the chest. Oh. Well, that's a slightly just quick way to go. Terrible. Um, trying to find an entrance to the house via the front lawn, Kasabian starts to search for an open window. Then Tex cuts out a screen of a window, removing it, and then lets Kasabian and Susan into the home via the front door. Okay. So we're not going for subtlety. We're coming no, we're, right we're in. Get, we're, 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 in. Door. we're in. Okay. Uh, he then orders Susan to find the rest of the house's occupants, which she did with Krenwinkel's help. So, I'm just going to list the occupants so we know what we're talking about. There's a lot of names, so just bear with me. Sharon Tate, who is the wife of Roman Polanski, who is this Mm up-and-coming Hollywood director. He directed, um, he just became very uh, famous for Rosemary's Baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And she is this up-and-coming actress. She just shot a film called Valley of the Dolls, Mm -hmm. which was an amazing book if you've never read it. Um, Super good. Um, and she's this beautiful woman, and she's eight and a half months pregnant. Uh, her former lover, but now friend. Okay, we're mature about um, this. Jay Sebring, who was the first man to actually make men's hairstyles. Okay. Like, hairstyles. So, like, he cut Warren Beatty's hair, he cut Jack Nicholson's hair, like, all the men in Hollywood they were going to J.C. Bring. So he's a very influential hair stylist man. Um, a man named, <laughs> again, this fucking names, Wojciech Frykowski. Hell yeah, Wojciech Frykowski. Who was a friend of Polanski's 
um, was at the house. Okay. And his girlfriend at the time, Abigail Folger. So if that Folger name rings a bell, she was the heiress to the coffee no fortune. No shits. Yes. Good for her. So those are the people in the house. So are we, we got, having a party? Or are we having a soiree? So we're, well, because she, Sharon Tate, is eight and a half months pregnant okay. and Roman Polanski is filming in Europe. Yes. Uh, I guess her friends don't really want to leave her alone kind of thing. If there's an emergency. So Roman isn't here. No, Roman is not in the house. Oh, okay. So it's Sharon, her ex-boyfriend, the hair guy, Jay Sebring, his, uh, Roman Polanski's friend, Frykowski, Mm -hmm. and then who he's dating is Abigail Folger. Okay, so we're tending after Yeah, we're having fun. We had dinner. We're back now. It's around like 10 a.m. I'm like, what? (laughs) 10 p.m. That was a rager. We had a great, you know, eight and a half months pregnant. Sharing fucking whatever. Pregnant. Whatever, man. It is 1969. Okay. Um, pardon me. <laughs> so, Krenwinkel and Susan, Corral, 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 um, the people into the living room. Uh, Frykowski is sleeping on the couch. He gets awoken by a kick in the head oh. by text. So that's that's a just a really horrible. great alarm I'm like, clock. you're already going to kill me. Don't be a dick when you wake me up. So he, um, so everyone's now in the living room, and Tex begins to tie Sharon Tate and Sebring, J.C. is bring together by their necks with rope. Oh, rude. And slings it over the living room ceiling beams. <gasps> While Sebring is protesting that roughhousing the very pregnant Tate should not be happening. No. Um, Tex decides to shoot him. Uh, oh, you know, you're out of the. You're just, done. Yeah. Well, we're he's not not you. yet. But oh no, he got, he does die. That's right. He shoots him fatally immediately. During this time, oh, so Abigail Folger is taken back into a room by Krenwinkel to see how much uh, money she has because the whole point of being in this house right, is, to get, is to get some money. However, she only had seventy dollars on her. Great. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Great. So, he, uh, Krenwinkel brings uh, Abigail Folger back into the living room, telling Tex that this is an unsuitable amount of money. Um, he then shoots J.C. Bring yet again. Now, Frykowski's hands are tied with a towel, and during all of this, he was able to get free and then started to yeah, struggle. I was about to say, who completely botched that? Well, he's going. He starts to struggle with Susan who then stabs at his legs with the knife that she had. Okay. She says, quote, Then I proceeded to stab him five or six times in the leg, but I would say it was in self-defense. Oh, my God. I luckily enough had the knife in my hand because the man was big, and with one whack, he could have. Wow. End quote. Oh, my God. He was able to overpower her and ran towards the front door and onto the porch. Tex then catches up with him, strikes him over the head with the gun multiple times, actually breaking the gun itself because he was hitting him so hard, then stabs him multiple times, and then shoots him multiple times, just in case. Why were they so violent? Like, you have guns. Why are you so violent with it? Just Just angry. We're just angry. So, Abigail gets free runs towards the pool situation. God bless you, Abigail. Gets caught by Krenwinkel, 
who tackles her to the ground. I just want to preface it by saying the police initially thought that Folger's nightgown was red by how much blood was spilled. She was stabbed 28 times. Overkill. Um, And Tex helped Krenwinkel viciously murder Abigail Folger. Frykowski, at this point, is still alive. Okay. And he's trying to crawl his way across the front lawn. Good God. So the only two people alive right now that are left is Sharon Tate. And Krykowski. And Krykowski. However, Krykowski is on his way out. Oh, he's he's done. Because Tex catches up with him. Well and done. then is uh, poor Krykowski, Frykowski rather, is stabbed a total of 51 times. Oh, my <laughs> Why? My thing is, is that where do you even aim after that? Like, are you just just, like, you're just in a bloody frenzy. You're just, yeah, you're just hacking away. But like, where are you? Everywhere. But there's, I feel like. I think you're literally just like stabbing. So it's like face, eyes, shoulder, hand is too close to me right now. You're freaking me out. In between fingers, ear. Oh, in between fingers. Eye. Skull, scrape it on your skull under your skin. You can kind of like hear it. Well, not after that because I'm pretty sure you'd be dead. Fifty one outrage. I'm angry. I can tell you're raising your voice. One <laughs> times. Fucking terrible. So, That's so now so everyone's good. dead besides Sharon Tate, and in the house we have Sharon Tate and Susan Atkins. Tate is pleading with Susan to let her live long enough to have her baby and even offers herself as a hostage in an attempt to save her unborn child. Atkins, quote, says, So I took her over and sat her down on the couch. She said, All I want to do is have my baby. I knew I had to say something to her before she got hysterical. And while I was talking to her, I knew everything I was saying. I was saying to myself, I wasn't talking to her. But myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is how much fucking drugs you're on Wait, right now. Can, can we? I'll say it again. One more time for the people in the back. I knew I had something to. Sorry. <clears throat> one more time for people in the back. I knew I had to say something to her before she got hysterical. And while I was talking to her, I knew everything I was saying, I was saying to myself. I wasn't talking to her. But myself. Cool. Then she says to Sharon Tate. But to herself. But to, quote unquote, <laughs> to herself. She says, woman, I have no mercy for you. I told her, and that was myself talking to me. Don't do drugs, people. Don't, every, yeah, this Don't is ever honestly, do drugs. We're Just say no. A member of Just say no. So... Because of all of this shady, foggy drug situation, it's unclear if Atkins solely murdered Tate, stabbing her 16 times. Oh. Or if both Tex and Susan Atkins did it together. Well, Tex seems to be on a real freaking stab high. But I'm thinking this is while this is happening. Like, like while he's stabbing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and apparently most of the stab wounds were Sharon Tate's, like, stomach. Great. Fucking literally the worst thing. Just the fucking worst thing. Swell people. Um, 
However, why a lot of people think that she really did it herself, her during her during Susan Atkins's initial stint in prison, she bragged that she killed Sharon Tate to oh. her like co-prisoners. Big girl on campus. Right? Gross. Um, of course, during her trial, she said that Tex did it. So hmm. <laughs> we're just really like I mean it's drugs. Just guys don't do it. drugs. I don't, think I point the finger to if I woke don't up. Don't do drugs. The next day and was like, last night was crazy. What'd we do? And you're like, you stabbed a pregnant bitch like 15 times. I'd be like, nah, I texted it. Nah, I texted it. I didn't do shit. I was passed out on the couch. I was tripping balls is what I was doing. I was looking at the stars, motherfucker. What? Cielo Drive, never been. Never never heard of 150,000 million Cielo Drive, whatever the fucking number is. Um, She's like, I can't count. So... Atkins remembers that she has to write something witchy. Right. Oh, so as they're leaving, she takes a towel that uh, Frykowski was previously tied um, by and she put it over Tate's chest until it was soaked with blood and writes the infamous pig, P-I-G, on the front door. Pig. Why is that witchy? She doesn't know. Drugs. She's not just, just any questions you have, the answer is drugs. I was, I was just wondering. I would have done cool symbols. Well, quote, Atkins says, and I flashed. Wow. There's a what? living, hold on. There's a living being in there, meaning Tate's the, belly. The baby. I wanted to, but I couldn't bring myself to cut her open and take the baby. I knew it was living. I knew it wouldn't live. End scene. You're screwed on real tight. Drugs. <laughs> screwed on super tight, aren't you? Drugs. That is insane. I could, she can't bring herself to like, I guess that, I mean, I guess viscerally, that like visually, that's way different. Christ. So, oh we have Susan, yeah. we have Tex, yeah. and we have Krenwinkle. Which sounds like he they should be selling now, ice cream or candy. Like, Krenwinkle should It's never... a chick. Krenwinkle. Oh, stop. Pat Krenwinkle. She yeah, sounds yeah. like she should, like, She's the first man an ice cream shop I know, or right? something. With, filled with LSD. Um, <laughs> it's, like, the worst thing ever. So, the three leave, um, but they, before they actually entered the house, they left um, clothes in the bushes so that they can change out of their incredibly messy... Very smart. But they called it creepy crawly clothes. I like for their it. creepy crawlies, which is when they yeah. would go in and raid and rob and all that stuff. So it was their creepy crawly clothes. I always thought that was really funny. Um, so they ditched their bloody clothes, changed into new ones, um, and now they're off. So when they get back to Spawn Ranch, Manson isn't pleased with how messy this horrifying event was. And he wanted to show the group, quote, how it was done. Oh! So he wrangles Susan... Krenwinkel again, Tex and Kasabian, and two other family members, Leslie Van Houten and Steve Grogan. So all of them leave Spawn Ranch and drive for most of the night. And they settle in a small northeastern L.A. town known as Los Feliz. No! <laughs> Quick side note, I lived in L.A. It was say. in Los Feliz. <laughs> Pretty sure when I looked at the house, we walked by it. It was—I think it was around that street. Remember the dog barked at us one oh, time? Oh, I died and you, like, when I died. <laughs> when I died protecting you? Yeah, I remember that. 
Chelsea sometimes like really goes above and beyond to protect Sorry. me, and it's really flattering. I'm loyal. I, you are, and I just. I was gonna get eaten by this fucking hellhound, <laughs> not you. It was pretty romantic. Let's be real. <laughs> so, they drive to Los Feliz, and what I found out is they knew exactly which house they wanted to go to because the neighboring house was owned by Manson's friend, and he used to throw so many parties there. And the neighbors, who I'm about to mention, um, Rosemary and Leno LaBianca, they were neighbors, and they attended these parties. So he, like, kind of knew them, didn't know them, but knew them enough where we knew exactly where we were going. Also, I'm resentful, because it's not like he gave, like, instructions at the Tate house. He was very much like, go, follow orders. Yeah, fuck shit up. Can I have a pamphlet? Yeah. Like, can I have not stab weapons and swords if I'm not gonna, if I'm gonna make less of a mess? So, uh, bucket of bleach, Manson. Leno was a grocery store owner, and Rosemary was a very lovely lady. Pictures, she's like gorgeous. Again, like these women are beautiful, and not that I'm saying, you know what I mean. It's just sad. It's just sad. Everything is sad. This is this whole thing is sad. So, fatal females, we only give a shit if you're pretty. No. We don't. I didn't mean to say that. God damn it. Fucking shit. All right. Anyway, just just erase the last 15 seconds. Okay. Manson and Tex. I really don't mean that. Manson and Tex. I do. Um, won them, won the LaBiancas over when they came into their house claiming that they were only going to be robbing them. So don't worry. Everything was okay. We're just robbing you. Chill the fuck out. It's totally fine. Take a seat. It's totally fine. We're just robbing you. Um... And during this specific murder, Susan Atkins remained inside the car. So it was really only Tex. She's like, I'm Manson. Yeah, she's she's had a night. (laughs) She's had a fucking night. So, um, yeah, they were both, of course, stabbed multiple times. It was really fucked up. Really fucked up. So then it gets a little weird where then they kind of split up. Some of the girls hitchhike back to the Spawn Ranch, but they kind of want to continue. I don't know, Manson and Tex want to, like, drive back, but some of the girls are hitchhiking. I think he told them to, like, fuck more shit up. Okay. So now the girls are, like, knocking on other people's doors, like, stranger shit. Um, Like, a little weird. um, I think one of the girls goes to, like, an actor friend that she knows, um, tries to, like, get in there, but he's not home. They can't. It's just, like, really, like, they still want to, like, fuck shit up, like, hardcore. But, like, it's not working out. That's crazy. So, you know, like, eight people isn't enough. I wonder if it creates this, like, feverish, almost like if, like, when, like, people suffering with OCD, like, have anxiety or even, like, people who don't, just, like, anxiety in general, it creates this, like, you start start cleaning and you can't stop. And I wonder if it creates this, like, feverish bloodshed thing where it's, like, this mob mob mentality of, like, I gotta kill more. We gotta just, like... Stabbing. I also, how drugs. stabbing someone feels. No, so I, I don't that... want. No. What did you tell me? It takes seven pounds of pressure, pressure to, to break skin. Break skin. So I wonder if just like you, that soft like. Oh. I don't know. Good lord. There's gotta be something behind it. They seem to be like super eager to do it. Ugh. So the next morning, of course, uh, the Tate, the one hundred thousand five hundred CLO right. drive, the housekeeper finds this terrible fucking monstrosity 
Um, however, it wasn't until 19 hours later that the LaBianca couple was found by uh, the woman Rosemary's 15-year-old son, <gasps> which is... Oh, and you're right by then. Your whole body's, like, gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, of course, the police ruled out any connection between the two crimes. They don't know that this is connected whatsoever. Um, two sta- like two, two stabbings, same night... Well, yeah, but one's no in a connection. super affluent neighborhood. The other's Los Feliz. True. You know, meh. True. Yes and no. So, four days later, on August 16th, the sheriff's office raids Spawn Ranch and arrests Manson and his 25 family members on crimes related to auto theft. What? But since the warrant was misstated, the group was released a few days later. Stop. Um, however, at the end of the month, one bright bulb, a detective from the LaBianca case, notices that there's a little connection between the writing on LaBianca's wall and the Beatles' most recent album. Because in the LaBianca's house, that's where they wrote Helter Skelter. Oh. So there's Pig, there's Helter Skelter. Interesting, these two, why is there both writing on the wall situation? Right. And we still, we didn't put that, that? Well, this was, this was four days later. I, you know, I don't fucking, I don't fucking know. I just feel like this is a shitty police investigation. Yeah, well, so the Tate murder team and the LaBianca murder team were working still separately until months later, like mid-October, they learned about um, the Hinman case, the guy with the sword. Got it. So uh, a few days earlier, uh, Bobby Boussolet, who's mm-hmm. the guy who beat him half to death, okay. his girlfriend had been arrested with other members of the Manson family. So people are starting to like put, the detectives right, are like putting pieces together. together. Like, like who, everyone's interconnected. What's going on? So in... In the middle of August to mid-October, the Manson family had moved to Death Valley in order to start searching for their haven while Helter Skelter would begin. This Uh apocalyptic race war, da-da-da-da-da. So they were looking for access into the bottomless pit, which which was going to be their home. You know, cozy. I always see nesting into the bottomless pit. Yeah. Um, so with help from the National Park Service rangers and fellow officers from surrounding towns, they find the family and arrest them, and they find Manson hiding underneath the sink of a neighboring ranch, mm. which was named Barker Ranch. Another member of the family implicated Susan Atkins in the Hinman murder, and then Susan is now officially charged. So okay. now she, now this is when we are solely focusing on Atkins herself. So, while in jail, she befriends two middle-aged criminals named Virginia Graham and Veronica Howard, whom she confesses the Tate and LaBianca murders to. She tells the women that she kills Tate and tasted her blood. What? Was it Tate's blood or the baby's blood? Oh, probably a mixture of both. Mm. It's terrible. The two women then tell the authorities, and this combined with information led to Susan's official arrest along with Leslie Van Houten, Pat Krenwinkel, Linda Kasabian, or Lisa Kasabian, no, Linda Kasabian, and Tex. It's like the whole gang. So the whole murderous gang. Whole Tate gang. Is fucked. 
So she agrees, Susan agrees to testify to the prosecution in exchange that they drop the death penalty. And when she asked if she wanted to for sure speak out, even though she was incriminating herself, not a get out of jail free card and just to have the death penalty dropped, she okay. says, quote, I understand this and my life doesn't mean that much to me. I just want to see what is taken care of. Oh. End quote. Okay. So she completely denies any involvement in Tate's death and, of course, tasting her blood. Who's Tex? It's Tex. 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 Tex was We're just going to blame everything on Tex, yeah. drugs, that's it. It's Tex. <laughs> Tex, drugs, and rock, rock and, and roll. roll. Oh, <laughs> shit. There it is. So prior to trial, she recants her statement and cooperation with the prosecution. But from the 1970s onward, she then said that she was being truthful. But the reason she took back what she said is because, quote, Manson sent his followers to suggest that it might be better for me and my son if I decided not to testify against him, end quote. Yeah, remember she has a fucking son? Right. So he gets put up for adoption when he's one year, one year old. Oh, God. Because none of Susan's family wanted to take responsibility for him. Um, and he has changed his name. We oh, don't yeah. know, he like, does who, not yeah, want to be affiliated. Well, I mean, he was also one year old, so still, he was he was like personally, I don't want to be within this. Circle. I don't need to be Mr. Atkins. So she goes on trial uh, on June fifteenth, nineteen seventy. Um, she testifies that she stabbed Tate because she was quote sick of listening to her pleading and begging, begging and pleading. Well, shut up. <laughs> You're the shut worst. the fuck up. You're the fucking worst. We came to kill you. We're gonna kill you. So I don't want to hear be about quiet. it. Just shush. Oh my god, I'm not gonna keep you for two shush. months so your baby can be born. Just shush. You know, Tate was unreasonable. <sighs> I mean, you really like you're Begging asking for, for a your lot. life. How dare you? Um, during the trials, her and her other Manson family members mm -hmm. showed unremarkable lack of remorse for their victims and lack of concern for their own fate. Um, they were like singing in the courtroom. They were laughing. It was just like a. It was like they're so disconnected from reality. They don't fucking know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. So Atkins pleads guilty to Hinman murder to the Hinman murder and then testifies that she had no idea that he was going to be robbed or killed. Even though in her autobiography she says otherwise, so a lot, a lot of back and forth. She admits guilt to it, but then says, "But I, I had no idea it. what was going on." I mean, I did it, but I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, text so did it. all forts text, sex, text, drugs, and rock and roll. I'm gonna blame text the next time I'm late and be like, what? "Sorry, text, <laughs> text did it." Text did it. All four of them, all four women now, um, are sentenced to death on March 29th, 1971. Atkins was transferred to California's new women's death row in April. So her death sentence was automatically changed to life in prison following California Supreme Court's People versus Anderson, which is the decision which invalidated the death penalty prior to 1972. Nice. So she literally made the cutoff by well, like one please. year. Well done. Five years later, she publishes an autobiography, Child of Satan, Child of God, we probably should read it because why not? I feel like there's some gray area mm -hmm. within just that child title of Satan, that child of God. She's missing. No, it's just Satan or God. It's maybe like the humanity. Mm -mm. No. Child of Satan, child of God. Um, and she recounts the time she spent with Manson and the family. Um, she also 
does a serious uh, religious conversion. Thank um, yes. So she's a born-again Christian. Of course she is. Jesus this, Jesus that. She wears a huge cross during the interviews that I watched of her. Um, Diane Sawyer interviews her, like, Stop. in the 1990s. And she um, talks about God and forgiveness. And she's, like, straight up born again. Um she and because of this her initial conversion to being a born again christian is because she saw jesus in her cell maybe it was manson of course maybe it was jesus i don't know maybe they're the same who's to say maybe they're the same thing the same person she became uh, very hands-on in the prison programs and assisted uh teaching classes with emergency interventions for fellow prison members aka suicide attempts so oh. she becomes kind of you know she really Damn. switches she sobers and, up yeah she sobers up uh but during her one of the interviews she says it took five years for her to realize what she did oh my. well and there you have it kids drugs drugs don't do drugs five years five years you won't know what the fuck you you've trip been doing. Th more than 300 times and your body no takes idea. three years five years i'm sorry five years to regain any kind of normalcy which is Fucking crazy. Uh, for any religious uh, folks listening out there, I'm reading reviews on the book. Uh, Child of Satan, Child of God? Uh, yes. Okay. And apparently it's a must read oh. for all Christians. True repentance. Okay. Well, good to know. Good to know. Not sure if I'll be reading it, but I might. I mean, maybe instead, maybe we could read that after The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll have like once a month, we'll do a book club thing. I love it. I love it. So, um, while she's in prison, she marries two men, uh, one at a time, of course. Her first husband, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. I was like, oh, prison life's good. We're following the Manson cycle here. I wonder if you get two conjugal visits a week or Hello. a month or whatever if you're married to two guys. Her first husband is Donald Lee Leisure Please in 1981. Tell me he just keeps his name as Donald. But hold on a second. Fuck. He was married previously 34 times before. 30? What? Due to a volatile and violent matter. She divorced him when he wanted to marry again. <laughs> Wait, really... he wanted to marry again mm -hmm. before she divorced him? Mm hmm For a total of 36 times. So he's just addicted to be... Of, of what? Married. married? I don't know, the newness? <laughs> I don't know. How do you get married 34 times? I don't fucking know. What state? Like... <laughs> Wouldn't there be a know. cap? I would. You would hope so. Like, sir, I feel like not, five's the limit. I'm like, sir, you're not. I'm not issuing you another marriage license. Like, you're clearly not it's taking this vow, much. this contract, seriously. It's too fucking much. So, <laughs> it's too fucking much. In 1987, she marries James W. Whitehouse, who um, was a graduate of Harvard Law. Oh. And he was 15 years her junior, and he represented her during her 2000 and 2005 parole hearings. What? He seems very genuine and very kind. I feel very bad for him. During an interview, he started crying. Was it was a thing. Like? It was a thing. Um, on June 1st, 2005, Susan had her 17th parole hearing, which resulted in a three-year denial. She was given less than six months to live, finding out that she had brain cancer. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Drugs. Just, Drugs. Just Drugs. I'm not sympathetic to her. It's just a natural response. No, of course. Drugs. Cancer. I mean, what do you get when you trip over 300 times? 
brain cancer. I mean, or it could be I genetic. feel like it might be related. <laughs> I, I want to see studies. Um, she she requested a compassionate release from prison, which is like, oh, I only yeah. have so much to live. Can you please just let me live outside? The same month, her attorney said that her condition had gotten worse and was paralyzed on one side and could only talk just a bit. At that parole hearing, members of the Tate family, Sebring's family, and other family members requested her parole denied. So she died, Susan Atkins, on September 24th, 2009, at the Central California's Women's Facility in Chowchilla, California. Chowchilla! And her husband, James Whitehouse, said that her last dying word was amen. Well. I don't, like, you don't get fucking sympathy from me because... You wake up five years later, find fucking Jesus. I'm sorry, didn't you find Jesus like 10 years ago when Manson slipped LSD as Holy Communion into your fucking mouth? And then you had a baby from Zazu McGiggins? Like, (laughs) you don't get to suddenly be in fucking prison and be like, shit. I don't know, man. It's like, I I feel like... It's very tough. It's very tough for me because of all of the drugs that were involved and the um short capacity of actual like sanity that was happening was like is very null and void however i you i always think you're accountable for whatever you do you're accountable for what you you do Uh, for me i'm just like shame on especially fuck this reviewer good read for all christians we just welcome that bitch back into the flock Aren't there crimes? Forgiveness, Chelsea. It's all about forgiveness. That's it. She can wait until she's in front of our maker for forgiveness. I don't think we get she gets forgiveness on this earth. I don't I mean, think she yeah. gets marriage and love. Sharon Tate didn't get it. The baby didn't get it. I mean, it's... Y'all are the first pro-lifers, and you're like, ah, oh, she's born again. But the thing is, is that, like, everyone always focuses on 150 Cielo Drive and Sharon Tate and, like what happened there but like a lot of people are like well what about like gary hinman whose face got slashed open what about the poor 18 year old who was just visiting his friend before the whole shan and then labia the labianca murders don't get very much no um, press on it because... i didn't know anything about those but i it's always like, assumed helter skelter was written within the tate house it was just pig helter yeah. skelter was labianca i'm 95 percent sure five percent of me says no but 95 percent of me says yes um and Chelsea's looking it up so yeah that's kind of it I just think you know like I said at the beginning like Charles Manson gets so much credit for so much shit it lights on him spotlight this spotlight that and you know well, he, he just died mastermind behind it but shit but in all of these interviews with Diane Sawyer he's straight up like woman I didn't fucking do it I told them to do it and they did it. So like he's totally not taking any kind of responsibility. Oh no, of course not. For what happened. But at the same time, like that's the perfect role as like a like oh, a, a cult leader. Like you literally just get to be like, I mean, it's not my fault. Like they jumped when I said jump. Apparently when he was in school when he was still a boy, he was getting picked on by this um older guy older schoolboy or whatever and he wrangled up a bunch of girls and told them to jump him and, and when asked by yeah and when asked by the principal he was like well i didn't do it they did so this was this whole thing oh, within this his is life his of M-O. just yeah it's his mo <laughs> that's it but 
I wanted to shed some light on one of the Manson ladies, what Susan were Atkins. Of, wasn't there like a, what were some of the other nicknames for the women? Oh, there was Squeaky. Squeaky. That's who I, there yeah, was Squeaky. I've heard a lot about that. Squeaky's straight up fucking nuts. Um, yeah, she's crazy. But again, it's drugs. Just drugs. Guys, just don't do drugs. Stay, say no. Say yeah, no just, to drugs. Yeah, just pig was written. You were right. You know, just don't. Wait, what? Just pig, just pig. was yeah, written yeah. at the Tate just House. Just pig was written at the Tate House. But, you know, it definitely sheds a little bit more light into this crazy world that they all lived it's in. It's not even drugs, too, but if you dig into the other, like, cult members' past, like, none of them probably had, like, super stable family lives. They, they didn't. So you instantly get, like, taken into this blacked-out school bus. Uh, it, no, never. Children that are never go into a blacked-out school bus. Never. And you're, like, being called a family. Like, that has to have huge... And beautiful. And yeah. this guy's like, thinks you're the best. And, and he's you have sex all the, the time. And, like... Jesus. Yeah. And he's going to be and this he rock loves star. You. And, and he let's all love the each other. Boys, and he's going to be famous and bring you with him because you're family. And I'm Jesus. And here's my LSD community. Like, that would be so seductive for... Well, that's, like, how pe- women, like, women get into, uh, like, shitty porn truly is like they, they're fa- like they hate their family life and they go off and they're treated amazingly for the first like week and then it turns and they're treated like shit if they don't get a part of like a decent market and then eventually a lot of them just like go crying back to their shitty family situations because it's so bad Ugh. it's so easy to prey on people like especially young women who are lost yeah, it's fuck. I mean, it's the perfect mm-hmm. it's the perfect you offer protection security that father love. figure love Damn, well played, Manson. Well fucking played. Well, that's Susan Atkins for you. I hope that gives you a little bit of sexy Sadie for you. There's a Beatles song. It is. I wonder how it goes. Maybe we should play it later. Mm -hmm. I like it. Um, So, yeah, that's basically it. Episode two, boom. In the bag. Fatal females. Fatal females. The title is Fatal Females. It'll Episode at least two. that for a week. It will. Um, and, um, well, now we have like an Instagram and an a, a, a email, which is fatalfemalespodcast at gmail.com. So then we really can't change the name. Shit. <laughs> we can and, change the title. It's not the email. <laughs> right. And we and you can follow us on Instagram at uh, fatalfemales. That's it. You know what? Just look it up. <laughs> 2017. I just forgot if podcast was at the end Y'all of clicked the Instagram. Podcast, you yeah, know no. how to look people up. Fatal I'm Females Podcast this. at gmail.com. Fatal Females Instagram. Just like Boom. lazy millennials. That's just it. Um, and then next episode, Chelsea's going to brace us with <gasps> her story. Be me. It's going to be you. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. I and, hope. Uh, free loving, everyone. Free loving. Free loving. Text, drugs, and rock, rock and, and roll. roll. <laughs> See ya. Bye, guys.